Today on The Good Word, we're talking about pattern recognition and the significance of the final plague throughout time. Students love to complain about the metaphors in books they have to read in English class, but relating one idea to another is a basic building block of most communication. Human brains are wired to compare one thing to another. We find similarities and differences in everything we see and experience. Maybe that's why we see so many patterns in life and find them so often in the scriptures. After centuries of slavery and mistreatment in Egypt, the children of Israel were to leave for their promised land. But Pharaoh was not so eager to let this free labor source go, resisting the many signs and warnings the Lord sent through his prophet Moses. Pharaoh continually hardened his heart refusing to hear the words of the Lord throughout miracles and nine plagues of destruction. Finally, the last plague of death was to face all of Egypt. Only those who obeyed the Lord would be spared from losing their firstborn. Exodus chapter 12 gives us a lot of detail on the story of this final plague, the specifics of the curse itself and what the Lord required of His people. It's carefully recorded. These details are kept for our benefit allowing us to see a message beyond the actual physical events. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt will I execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you, when I smite the land of Egypt. When the children of Israel were commanded to protect themselves by painting the blood of a lamb across the lintel of their door, they would have been familiar with the ritual importance of sacrifice and the concept of a scapegoat. Rather than having all the sin rest upon a person or a community, the blame could be ritually cast on an animal which could then be killed in exchange, saving a life while paying the price for wrongdoing. The Lord used this imagery to remind His people of their devotion to their God, as well as preparing them to understand coming events. Though He would not be born for thousands of years, much of what the children of Israel were asked to do was to help them anticipate their coming Messiah. To outsiders, much of the Israelites' traditions and practices seemed odd. But the commandments of the Lord always had a greater purpose behind them. Not only were they to remember their past and the great things the Lord had done for them, but they were also to look to the future in anticipation of promised redemption. The Passover in Egypt is an especially clear example of this. God saved those who used the blood of the Lamb, which not only asked for obedience, but also prefigured or was a type of the Lamb of God. When the Savior did come to the Israelites thousands of years later and called himself the Lamb of God, those familiar with what had happened in Egypt would have understood exactly who he said he was. The law of Moses had required animal sacrifice and always the perfect firstborn. The foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ's gospel was the sacrifice of the perfect firstborn of the Father. Those who take his blood upon themselves are passed over. Just as the angel of death passed over the Israelites in Egypt, though the story of the plagues in Egypt is far removed from us in time, it could not be more relevant in its message on the importance of a Savior. And that's the good word.